StravaCraft Coffee is the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can now get it in Keurig K-Cups as well as the original whole bean or ground options. And you can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout over on StravaCraftCoffee.com. They're a great product and one of our awesome partners, so supporting them is supporting us. The CBD is non-psychoactive and has been known to help many aches and pains, including long-term migraines, arthritis, IBS, and many others. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen! He shoots and scars! Nathan McKinnon! Cole J.T. Comfer! 877 goes now! Gabriel Landeskog! Collective hugs! 29 and 92! Save me by Grubauer! Move over, Picasso! This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious! Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Their two locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch are open for pickup and delivery if you live nearby, so you can get all of the beer you need. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. We are back with another episode of the DNVR Avs Pod, and the recent news around the NHL has been surrounding the draft, as the NHL continues to push heavily for a now early June scheduled draft, looking probably about a month from this podcast, if everything goes according to their plan. We've talked about it a bit in the past, but as this is moving more towards something that could realistically happen, there are still a lot of issues to work out with this draft. Now, all right, I guess let's start with the draft odds, which isn't that big of a problem, but a lot of the news I've seen floating out around there, uh, coming from LeBrun and and Friedman, they still will be running a lottery, but it does look like it is going to be that uh, old style of lottery where you can only move up so many spots. Cool. (laughs) Cool. This is obviously frustrating from our perspective because... uh, Two of the last three lotteries, Colorado's had the number one, uh, has had the highest odds for the number one pick. And those odds each time were like 18%. So it wasn't like they were killer odds or anything. But they were the highest that any team had. Not only did they not get the first pick, but they dropped all the way down to fourth in each draft class. Now, you can, you can, oh, well, they got Kale McCarr and Bowen Byron the great. But what happens if Jack Hughes or Capo Cacao turns into a Hall of Fame talent and Bowen Byram is like just a good, pretty good, yeah. Good, not great defenseman. You know. Are you still are our Avs fans still feeling like, oh, it's it's no big deal? I don't think so. I'm Certainly feeling like not, they yeah. they still got screwed. Right. It well and like those were the odds. That was that, that. Those were the odds. That was that was the lottery. That was the system that they chose because they wanted specifically to send the message to teams: 
the tanking is dissuaded in the NHL. You don't want to tank because if you tank, you may not get the first pick. That was great for the NHL's messaging. They don't want teams, they don't want teams going to trying to lose games so that they can get the first overall pick. This the Colorado's situation, their outcomes was great, was was great for the NHL because that showed, hey, look, anything can happen. You may not get the first pick. You may end up with the fourth pick. Are you gonna burn your franchise down for the for the for the fourth pick? No, of course not. That's not what you're there to do that for. You're trying to get the first pick or the second pick to try and get those guys at the very, 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 very tip top. And now, because of this, the result of this pandemic and everything going on, they're just like, eh. Let's go back to the old system where if you win the lottery, you, that just means you can move up five spots randomly. Who cares? Why even have the lottery at that point? It's, I mean, it's certainly a weird thing, right, as well, because Detroit was on pace to have a historically bad season. And their odds of retaining the first overall pick are now something like almost 50% with this system. It was, it was, they would have had 18.5%, just like the ads did. And that's like, they wanted that system because they just wanted to say, hey, tanking is bad. Great. Like that's how it that's how it works out. Like that's fine. But now all of a sudden the system's not such a problem that they'll go back to it and reward all those teams that lost the games. Is that their reward for agreeing to finish out the regular season for a completely meaningless 10 games? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like those guys are those teams are completely de-incentivized from playing those last 10 games. Completely. They have nothing to play for. But if they are given assurances that, hey, you guys are going to have really, really, really good draft odds instead of these crappy, oh, well, there's a 12% chance, you know? Like, we're talking 30, 40, 50% chance to to be in the top two, top three. Yep. That's their that's the trade-off. That's their incentive for them to go out there and try and squeeze out the final two and a half weeks, three weeks of a regular season. That's that's what it looks like to me. And it just, and again, this comes down to money and not common sense. And it just seems, it seems unnecessary to me. Well, it's, and it's, and it seems, and frankly, it's bullshit. Just speaking from, from a Colorado perspective, like did the abs get very, very lucky that they got, one of the tip top players of the 2017 draft at fourth overall. Yes. But the other side of that too, is this is a draft year where that first overall pick is Lafreniere in 2017. When the top was Hishier or Patrick, everyone was looking at the top of that draft class and going, I mean, it's good, but it's not great. Right. We were not, nobody was talking about the top of that draft class and saying, this thing is loaded with Hall of Fame talent. These guys are all franchise changers. These guys are all, you know, oh man, Nolan Patrick is going to be the face of the NHL. It was not that. You know, the, the Lafreniere has had one of the most productive junior careers of the last 15 years. Yep. I mean, this is this is a major 
major victory for the Detroit Red Wings for them to get it. And is that is that part of my salt about this? Of course it is. I won't <laughs> hide that. I won't sit here and try and pretend that it's purely the principle of the thing. But it, it mostly is, but it's still garbage. It it's gar it's garbage that Detroit tanked, had no intention of being competitive this year, turned over their entire roster to to youth and well and overpaid well, bad contracts that they're stuck with. And as you said, and are going to get rewarded. Colorado is acutely aware of this issue because they're the only team to have lost out on the first overall pick in the, under the new system. The Maple Leafs retained their first overall pick when they were the worst team in the league. So mm-hmm. it Colorado has been punished time and time again for a system that they did not have anything to do with implementing. Thanks. Well, it, it danced around the abs because Toronto was the worst and Buffalo was the yep. worst. And, and they, they both they got stayed. their first overalls. And then the even year abs picks got, or I guess it was odd year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, odd year abs picks got bodied down to fourth both times by the Devils. <laughs> uh, so it's extremely frustrating to see a system where the teams that had won the first overall pick were like, oh, this is fine. The system is in place for a reason and everything works fine. The Avs mm-hmm. get jobbed by it twice. And then they say, okay, we're going to stop this system because we don't need it anymore. And I understand extenuating circumstances, all that, but come on. That's that's my frustration is that they weren't going to scrap the system. The system was going to be kept in place. Until the pandemic. And now that everything shut down, for some insane reason, they're like, oh, hey, we'll just change the system just for this year. And I don't understand why. What's the problem here? Yeah. If you guys are so insistent that this draft needs to happen in early June, that you move it up three weeks from its original date because you're looking at a condensed off season. And trying to finish one season and get the next one started really quickly, you're saying, well, hey, we don't want to have to deal with the draft. We can get this done and out of the way while nothing is going on. <sighs> okay, you're you're throwing a monkey wrench into teams' offseason plans. You're you're cutting down on like a third of the trade market in the NHL. It's, and you're you're changing the system willy nilly. There doesn't seem to be like why why are they changing the system? Right. There's because no- they're afraid of they're afraid of a team like a Vancouver or an Arizona that is on the playoff cusp, winning the lottery, jumping up back, and getting the first pick, making the playoffs, making the playoffs, and then going on a run. Which and then and then what if they if they do that can could could Lafreniere jump into the playoff race at that point? Can Lafreniere play for the Red Wings at the end of the season and get and get his nine games in and his contract slides? And that's a a lot of these problems boil down to, and we'll talk about this more in the second period. But how do you have the draft before the season is over? And I mean, on that note. That makes me want to drink, so it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery. 
the official beer of DNVR. The Breck Farmhouse down in Littleton needs your help to keep kicking during these quarantine times. And if you go down there and get some beer and a meal, you can use code DNVR for $5 off of that meal, which you can pick up when you call 303-803-1380. Their pickups are from noon to 8 p.m. every single day, and you can grab your favorite Avalanche Amber, Colorado Core, Strawberry Sky, or any other Breck beer while you're at it. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, another place you can pick up your Breck brew. I'm Rudo. He's AJ. So, I guess my question is why, AJ? Why, with the NHL so seemingly dead set on bringing the league back for some kind of something, playoffs, whatever, to finish this season... Why have the draft before? To me, I think there's two things that they're saying here. One, it's got to be something money related. I mean, that's my assumption as well, is that it was right? a like, quarantine there's, there's, money grab. Yeah, right. There's got to be there's got to be some sort of an advertiser deal, TV deal. There's got to be there's got to be something in a contract somewhere that they're worried about that they are trying to maintain or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. I, I think that there's something money related that's here. And I don't know how I feel. I mean, the business got to be a business, so whatever. But is it is it to the point where it makes sense for them to do it in early June? And why why move it up three weeks? Why have it on June? Why 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 are we talking about having it on June fifth and not June twelfth? Right. It's July twelfth. What's the difference? I... If if we're if we're doing the draft before the season is over, what does it matter when it happens? Why the hurry? Now now you know there's no there's no prospect postseason process. There's no tournaments. There's no combine. None of this stuff. We know. We know that they're doing prospect interviews uh, remotely, just you know, uh, through video conferencing. We know that that stuff is going on right now. But otherwise, there's no, there's no process. They're they're shortening the process by three weeks, seemingly at random. I have yet to hear any rationale, but before be, for the reason of uh, to to support them having the draft moved up to the beginning of June, other than simply to get it out of the way. And that's where I, that's where I think this is ultimately landing. They just want it done and over with. They are sitting around doing nothing right now. And they're looking at the t- this to-do list that is a super long to-do list. They've got to play regular season games. They've got to get through postseason. Then they've got to get through the draft. They've got to get through free agency. They've got to get through whatever offseason they're going to have. They've got to start in on next offseason. Well, hey, we can just have the draft. We can have it remotely. The NFL just did it. Plus, a ton of people tuned into the NFL draft because there's no other sports going on. They'll totally tune in, tune into the NH- NHL draft, too, because, hey, it's a sports thing, right? I... So... No, you're not buying it either? You watch the... NFL draft, at least the first two days of the NFL draft, right? And 75 plus percent of the players picked are going to be with their teams the next season. 
you watch the NHL draft and you get past pick 10 and that player is not going to be playing in the NHL for at least a year. So to compare them in that way, and yes, the NFL draft did have a successful remote draft that a ton of people tuned into because the fans of the Denver Broncos or the Cleveland Browns or any one other team says, I want to know who's going to be playing for my team next year. The fans of hockey teams like the Avs or the Bruins and teams picking at the end of the first round, the Avs are going to take some guy that outside of the hardcore fans, they're going to go, I don't know what that name is, and I don't know when I will see him play for the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. It's a very different situation. So I don't see, and and let's be honest, from the beginning in a normal year, the NHL draft pulls nowhere near the viewership of the NFL draft and is not going to live up to an event like that. It doesn't pull anywhere near what the NBA draft does. Exactly. Like, you just have to be realistic about who you are in your product here. And I can tell you that the demographics that are that are driving all this viewership, uh, uh, all these dudes sitting around who care about, you know, where where all these guys from the SEC are getting drafted into the NFL, you know, the entire state of Alabama supporting the 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 tide players that are that are moving on into the NFL. They don't care who's getting drafted in the NHL. Right. It, like, oh, Alexi Lafreniere might as well be somebody from the French Revolution, let alone the NHL draft. They aren't going to know the difference. They aren't going to care. I, They're not going to tune in and give a damn about that. The people that would be able to move that needle will not care one damn bit. They will not care. Right. The and this idea that they're... What's that? The American audience, just as you said, it it isn't there. The college system for football is in place where millions and millions of people in America follow these guys through their college path to the pros. And with the main sources generally for making it through to the NHL leagues are major juniors in Canada, which is not readily available in America unless you go out of your way to pay for expensive streaming services, or European Mm -hmm. leagues, which at times are virtually impossible to watch in America. People just don't know who these guys are. Straight up. So, (laughs) granted, we do, and we're hoping to bring that coverage for you to teach you about these guys a little bit in the coming month. Right. Like, that's... We are paid to know that, though. Like exactly. we are, we get paychecks from our employer because we do care about that, and and we do we are interested in that. And the people who are interested in that subscribe to the site and listen to the podcast and all that. They are not going to pick up a casual, exactly a large a large enough casual audience to be like, oh, the NHL draft. Don't mind if I do. They would get five minutes into it and be like, well, this is lame. Who is that? Uh, Especially because they won't be allowed to trade players. Right. Player trades are going to be completely off the table. And the picks are already a a nightmare, which we'll save this for for the third period. But the picks that have already been traded, who knows what's going to happen with those. Um, But... 
yeah, before we get into that, the NHL may also be behind the curve here. I think one of the big things that worked for the NFL is there were literally zero sports on. Mm -hmm. And while there are not many, sports have returned. I was watching the Korean Baseball League at midnight last night because sports are back. This weekend, we still have the UFC coming, as well as, I believe, NASCAR is, is having an event as well. But uh, my point is that the wait is finally over, and DraftKings is the official betting partner of DNVR, and they are bringing legal sports betting to Colorado. Excuse me. As you know it, there already are sports coming back. If you want to bet on the Korean Baseball League, go for it. Go nuts. You can. As I said, UFC as well. They have that. Their bets are there. You can bet on any fighter that will be going this weekend. So a little bit of a return to normalcy for everyone on the DraftKings side. And yes, it is that DraftKings. They have launched the DraftKings Sportsbook, created by sports fans for sports fans. It's super awesome. This isn't any offshore operation. None of that sketchy stuff here. Super legitimate sportsbook for everyone in the U.S., granted that you live in a legal state. You can bet Whenever you want, anytime, you can just sign up and use code DNVR to get an amazing bonus. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and you can get a bonus of up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000 sign-up bonus with DraftKings Sportsbook when you enter code DNVR at sign-up. You have to be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requiring 25x playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. So I do want to put a bow on this before we move to the third period. They are pushing to have this draft early and sure, maybe it falls in the let's get this done category, but mm -hmm. what why is it so imperative to get it done instead of pushing it off? Since they seem fully willing to move back next season we've heard even starting in December potentially are what, do teams have a say in this? Is this just the NHL committee? No. Because I can't imagine any team's scouting core is happy with this decision. I've talked to a couple of people uh, around the league, man, and there's frustration. There's confusion about why the league suddenly is ramped up. Like why there's no plan in place for them to return to the ice, but there seems to be an advanced stage plan to hold a draft in early June. For unknown reasons. Right. Why Why are they dumping their resources into the draft right now, I guess? Teams Teams are, there's, I've talked to a couple of people from different organizations, and there is the, the feelings, to different degrees, different degrees of frustration from, we really don't like this, um, to... You know, this is this is annoying and it doesn't make sense to us, but we're not going to the playoffs anyway, and what will be will be kind of attitude. So basically a bunch of people working for NHL organizations having the same conversations we are having on this pod. 
Exactly. And it, it just doesn't seem to, there just doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it, right? Like, there's not, there's just no logic to it other than we're trying to get this out of the way. Or there's something in a television or advertising contract somewhere that says we need to make this money. Otherwise, we're in danger of losing it or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Sure. I, and and we may never be privy to that information, and that's really what's going on. And they're just like, oh, yeah, that's the deal. You know, I I don't know why they wouldn't tell us that, but people people in positions of power seem to think that everybody is a moron and can't handle honesty. So, whatever. I'm less... I'm less concerned with the pick stuff like the conditions of picks. I think okay. that's a minor thing that can be worked out, but it really drives home that this is silly because now they have to figure out an answer to these questions. Questions that wouldn't exist if they just kept the same timeline in place and they're creating more problems by trying to do this. And it just doesn't seem so it, it doesn't seem worth it. I mean, here's my problem with the conditional pick rework stuff. Mm-hmm. From everything I've read, they basically said, all right, look, teams who have conditional pick problems can communicate and rework their trades. Problem being, the team that stands to benefit from this happening, why would they do that? Why? Someone has given up their first round pick with the condition of it being a this year's pick. It, it can become a second if they didn't play enough playoff games or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the team that would end up getting a second instead of a first because of that would obviously call and be like, hey, let's sort this out. But the, the team that gave up the potential first would say, no, lol, hang up. And then they, they saved themselves a first round pick, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't it seems like the NHL is trying to give their teams agency. But really. I don't see it working because teams are just going to take advantage that are in the position of power in those situations. Right. The teams that have the leverage, the teams that are due first round picks or whatever are going to be the ones who are like, eh, we're good. We don't really, yeah. We, we don't really need to find a solution to this because for us, this isn't a problem. Yeah, exactly. So it, it feels like for me, I would say if I'm, if I'm the league, all conditional picks get pushed a year. That's I think that's reasonable. Any any picks that were traded straight up, like the Toronto first rounder to Carolina for Patrick Marlowe's contract. That's fine, it, sure. It, it was moved straight up. It conveys. It's done. It's gone. Anything with conditions on it, like uh, you know, the the, the Vancouver uh first rounder and the JT Miller trade. Where they have to make the playoffs, and if they don't, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then that pushes a year. Just push any conditional picks a year, and those teams retain their first this year. And And just just wash yourself, wash your hands of that issue. Just so... The other problem here is, all right, let's say they do that. They decide to do that plan. The the picks all get pushed a year. Mm -hmm. They have the draft. And then something happens where the quarantine gets extended and they end up not being able to play the rest of the season. Then all those picks got p- 
pushed for no reason. Because if they do not play out the rest of the season, if they don't play out the playoffs, then okay, making the playoff requirements were not met on these conditions. It, Mm -hmm. It is a freak thing, but at the end of the day, no one played in the 2020 playoffs. So... Well, and it would also suck for one of the teams involved because a team isn't going to get its first round pick that it's due. Yeah. For, you know, and and if they make the playoffs next year, then the pick conveys to the following year. They're not getting that pick for two years now. Right. It, And at the end of it all, look, I get it's a weird situation and the NHL needs to just get some things done. But to do them in this order for no apparent reason yeah, just causes more problems than solves anything. And that's really where the NHL loses me. No apparent reason. Yep. There's does not, they have yet to state any kind of a good reason for why this is happening. They've yet to give any reason at all. They haven't even given us a bad reason. They've just said, we want to, we're, we're, we sent this memo. And now we're pushing this and everybody in the league is expecting this to happen now. We're expecting an official announcement sometime this week saying, hey, the, the, the draft will be on this day. This is the format it will take. We will answer these questions and then the teams have to figure out the rest for themselves. Yep. It's, it's a bit baffling to say the least, but if there was some kind of tandem organization with that, right. Of like, here's also our plan for the playoffs or whatever, Mm -hmm. which everyone, every day, someone is tweeting the NHL PA and NHL return to play committee met today, but there's never any solid information coming out. Right. Well, and, and there can't really be decisions made because we're still too soon. You know, like some of these, some of these stay-at-home orders that are being lifted in some states haven't even kicked in yet. And I, you I know, understand that. But... Colorado's isn't supposed to... We, we've still got three days being told that we have to stay at home. So, you know, May 8th is when we're supposed to have our order lifted, and then we'll see how it goes. And so we're not... I mean, we're the, the league just isn't in a position to make any kind of definitive plan for a return, you know, training camps and all this other stuff. Uh, see, well, and, and like a good question here in chat is, you know, if, if the abs were to trade their first rounder uh, to get, to get Sam Reinhardt, can he play in the playoffs? Yeah. It's a massive can Bo and Byron question. play in the playoffs. Like what happens then? If they make these trades, and I know they said no player trades realistically, but if they were to do things like this, what, especially in the trade category, you're looking at someone who would have had to play 10 games through the rest of the season with Buffalo, who was not Mm -hmm. going to make the playoffs. Is he suddenly, does he show up on the abs and play those games? What? And if they make if they do no player trades, they're taking away the number one avenue that teams have to make player transa- transactions. Because this is the only time that the entire league gets together. This is we've talked about it before. The draft has kind of become the new NHL trade deadline. Yeah. Where teams get stuff done. The biggest moment of the draft 
was before the Avs even made a pick a couple of years ago, where they, where they traded for Philip Grubauer. Yeah, I mean, PK Subban was traded on the draft floor last year. Yep, for a second round pick and a song. That was a huge deal. You know, I mean, the the, the Dougie Hamilton trade a couple of years ago, uh, multiple Dougie Hamilton trades have happened on draft days. I mean, you're talking, it's huge. I I saw, I can't remember where I saw it because I've been doing so much reading lately, but I saw something about uh, recently about how the almost a third of all the trades made during the NHL draft in the last five years involved players. And it's like, that's a huge number. That's not an insignificant number. You might look at it and say, oh, well, that means that 66% of the trades made are just pick are pick trades and it won't be affected. But you think about like teams aren't just flipping prospects to each other. Right. It, when they're making player trades at the draft, they're trading NHL talent. For far, they're reshaping the competitive landscape of the league. For far too many teams that are in win now mode in the NHL, trading futures for futures is useless. They want to trade for NHL players today. Yeah. And not allowing that at the draft is just, I'll be honest, it makes the draft boring. It's going to be a boring draft, especially once you get past the top 10, 15 picks and people just go down and select their guy. And that's it. Well, one of the big one of the big things during the draft is when Gary Bettman rolls up and says, we have a trade to announce. Yeah, exactly. The whole building stops. Like yep. I've been, and granted this year, obviously there wouldn't, they wouldn't be, if if they waited until September or October to do the draft, they could do some semblance of a draft, an in-person draft, you know, with a small number of people. Sure. This year, there obviously won't be an arena full of people where he's talking. He says, oh, we have a trade to announce and everybody stops what they're doing. You know, we're, we're not going to be there. Players aren't going to be there. It's just going to be a virtual draft. And it's still, it still captures the attention. It's still part of the broadcast. It's part of the production of what makes watching the NHL draft even a little bit worthwhile because teams so rarely make big time pick trades. Like you occasionally get teams moving up and down in the first round once you get to like the late first round. But you very rarely get teams moving up in the top in the top ten. I don't even remember the last time a top ten pick got traded. It's been a long time during the draft. Yeah. Like it just doesn't it doesn't happen anymore. You know, we saw Arizona jumping up from fourteen to eleven. I think last year for Victor Soderstrom. Yep. And that was that was that was exciting as hell. But it was like okay, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Like you're you're removing, you can't you can't sell the NHL draft as, oh, this is the only big thing going on in sports. It's going to be this really good, this great production. There's all this, and then remove one of the major elements, which is player player movement, that makes it such an interesting experience. Right. Like, remember last year, I was texting on the draft floor. While Jack Hughes was getting selected, I was trying to confirm the fact that Tyson Berry had not been traded because so many people thought it was happening. I was literally on the draft floor texting, getting confirmation that Tyson Berry hadn't been moved. 
remove that element this year. That conversation, do you remember? Do you remember last year when I flew into? Yep. I flew into Seattle and drove to Vancouver, and I stopped at a gas station, sent out a text or sent out a tweet from this ga- from this gas station in Washington, and just said, "Hey, you know, I've landed. Whatever, I'm in transit to Vancouver, picking up a lot of Tyson Berry trade chatter. Vancouver heavily involved." And then got back in my my rental vehicle and and drove back and and drove away, and like that was part of the drama. Yeah, it was part of it was part of the story. Every year at the draft, teams are like, "What is what is Pittsburgh going to do with their goaltending situation?" It, you know, they've got Casey DeSmith and Tristan Yari and and Matt Murray, and like, what do they do? The draft is where they settle these things, and that's. Not to say that they can't get that their work done and in other fashion, like without kind of, the draft. Yeah, sure. it, the draft just—it's just a natural harbinger of business for teams. It's where teams do business, and it's—it's it's very frustrating that the NHL doesn't care at all about that. Yeah, I, uh, they say they want to. Well, they don't say anything, but. Under the assumption that they want to put on an event yeah. and and put it out there in a time frame where nothing else is on and, and try and get some advertiser money or whatever. Even if they get stronger viewership, if they put on a weak product, everyone was going to go, well, that was lame. Yeah, that that sucked. Yeah, so it it seems like a lose-lose situation. I don't know. But I don't understand the the need to push it whatsoever. I'm with you. I think it's crazy, but it is what it is. Given that this is becoming a reality, you can expect a whole bunch of draft coverage coming your way over the next month from us here at the DNVR. Uh, I think we're really going to try to go pretty heavy on, on just about everything. So keep an eye out mm-hmm. for that stuff, probably starting by the end of this week. Uh, I guess we're going to get out of here, AJ, unless you got any more angry final thoughts on this. Disappointed it's going to be this way. I was really hoping for like a September draft where you and I could Same, yeah. put a proper amount of time and effort into this instead of having to try and smash it all together. Yep. It's Although the count would be that you and I spent the last month dicking around. So You win some, you lose some, I guess. Fair enough. So... Draft coverage coming your way. We're out of here for now. You know the drill. We'll be back tomorrow with a podcast and game three of the Avs Panthers 96 Cup final on DNVR watches. Be sure to tune into that. Until then, we're out of here. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. Some of our very own staff, including myself, have taken classes online through MSU Denver and will be taking more this summer. Get on it while you still can. Check them out online. They have a bunch of classes, over 750, I believe, and 40-plus different degree programs. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche.
faithfully.